Okay, <laughs> good with record. All right, um, so just hi, Ricky. How's it going? Uh, thank you for coming onto my podcast today, and uh, yeah, just giving me your time as well. And uh, yeah, uh, how's it going? How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, uh, a, a lot. As you said a little bit earlier, a lot's going on uh, yeah. this week, but mm-hmm. I'm prepared and I'm staying on top of it. I think. Uh, probably the most important thing I try and do every Monday morning is just try and plan out my week and and that, I think that helps me keep a little bit more of a level head and a little bit more in control and yeah. uh, because of that I'm, I'm okay I'm surviving <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear yeah that's good to hear because um, the thing is I just came back uh, from China right and the weather here is still a shock to me because I'm like because right now it's, it's cloudy and it's a little bit, a little bit miserable uh, whereas, you know, in other places, it's usually just consistent. If it's summer, you get the sun, you know, but um, but to be honest with you, I really enjoyed, uh, I, I really missed it. I really missed the British weather and I'm so glad like I'm back. So yeah, I'm also still like settling in, but um, not a lot is going on with me right now, but um, I'm trying my best as well to kind of uh, keep that level head. Uh, so um Ricky, the reason why obviously we're chatting is because we're both in the sort of the mental health sector and we'll be focused on, well, I'm focused on men. It seems yours is quite general, um, but you are a man who is in mental health. So do you mind just sharing your like sort of mission and what you're about and stuff like that? Yeah, I can do. So I'll I'll start from the top and and my story, how it all came about with the brand. Uh, But it started when I was 18, actually. And... um, I started to develop patchy bald spots in my head. I went to the GP who diagnosed me with alopecia and it was caused by depression. Mm. And the first thing they suggested was antidepressants. And at the time I had close friends and family members who were on antidepressants. And I didn't feel it was the right method for me, Mm. Uh, basing it on how their experiences and, and how they were Finding it, I just didn't feel it was right for me, whether that's right or wrong. But what I decided to do, I decided to try something different. And what I'd do is I'd go into my room and I'd turn off the lights and I'd light a candle. And I'd just start staring at the flame, thinking about any problems that I had at the time. And then over time, I started to come up with solutions to those problems. And then I'd simply blow out the candle and get to work on the solution. And I just kept doing that as a repetitive process every time I had a little bit of a problem. Yeah. And amazingly, it worked. And looking back on it now, because this is, I, I did this throughout my early 20s. And looking back on it now, I think the way we sum it up is cognitive bandwidth or just allowing time to self reflect and allowing time to just think. Mm. Uh, something which is even probably more important right now. Yeah. But, um, there was a time where it did stop, and that was as I, as my relationship became a long-term relationship. We ended up buying a house, starting a family, um, all all these sort of things, getting married, and I stopped giving myself or allowing myself time for myself. And then that's when my rut started to to happen again. <laughs> and there's a whole story behind it where because of this rut, I wasn't allowing time for myself. And as a result, I wasn't spending enough time with my family. And um, so, yeah, it came to a point where it was 
near separation. And that was actually when I started looking for professional help and using candles again. And that was in 2021. So Christmas 2021, this was all happening around that time. And the reason I started using candles again was because I was actually watching a, a Netflix uh, Christmas movie called Love Heart. And the in the Christmas movie, there's a, a Chinese kid and he doesn't want to follow in his dad's footsteps of running his Chinese shop, running the shop. He he wants to create men's candles. And I, and I just sort of snickered at it. I was like, oh, you know, men's candles, men's scents. What's, why? Mm. And then that night, I couldn't sleep because I remembered all the different times when I used candles and how much it meant to me. And then the day after, that's when this whole snowball effect started happening. I started researching the candle market. I started researching men's mental health and how mm. the two are linked. You know, how, how, can, how can my old habit set become something which is useful to today? And the way I did it, was using QR codes. So modernizing that wellness candle, the traditional thing about it being sent, uh, I decided to use QR codes. So when you purchase a candle based on a topic, let's say a wellness topic, so let's just say gratitude, you also get a QR code. You scan the QR code and it takes you to a video talking about gratitude and also a worksheet. So it's almost like a journal sort of worksheet within a candle. And, and it's a, I feel it's a lot more productive and a lot more involving than just scent, which is the traditional wellness candle, um, which I think is very important for me. Yeah. Uh, just feeling like there's something tangible to get on with. Uh, and, and that's, that's I think customers, when, when they say, they're, they're very surprised it's more than just, so what they always say is it's more than just a candle. Uh, that's what customers keep saying. And, and yeah. that's a nice feeling when you get those messages to say, oh, okay, wow, I get it. Mm. Well, thank you for that. Um, there's a lot to unpack from that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to keep track of your stack. Um, so, okay. Let's go back to the start, actually, to the beginning. Go for so, it. So, yeah. the beginning, I, I can sort of relate to what you're saying in terms of going bold, because I went bold while I was at uni. And I think for me, it was, it was also straight, it's coming from stress as well. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't have the solution, though. I didn't even go to the GP or something. I, I remember the day I did it was St. Patrick's Day 20, 2017, I think, or 16. But it was St. Paddy's Day, and I went to the barbers, and he, he was basically just, like, cutting my hair. But then I just thought, you know what, let me just... Because my, 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 my girlfriend at the time, my ex, she had told me, oh, you're thinning at the top. And that was like, you know, it hurt my confidence a lot. So I was trying to like, you know, play it off. But when I went to the barber, I sat there and this guy was just like doing his thing. I was just like, you know what, just take everything off. And he, you know, it was really cool about it as well. He did the razor and he massaged my head. I was like, it was the first time I ever went fully bold. And when I met my friends after that, because it was St. Paddy's while we're going out. So when I met them, I was expecting like a reaction, but they just looked at me. One of them was like, one of my friends called Yeti. He said something, he says just something like, you know, it's sarcastic, like, oh, right. Your head is shinier today than usual or something like that. Right. But it was almost like it was normal. They were just like, oh, you know, they, they kind of 
I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was expecting them to like, you know, lay into me and yeah, stuff. Also, yeah. <laughs> did, did you sort of have that those very, experience? Yeah, like? very similar. So so I was in denial, I'd say, for quite a bit. So so I had the alopecia and then it started to grow back a little bit, but it was very patchy. And, mm. and uh, I would always try and comb it over a bit or... Uh, I didn't go to a barber's, I went to a stylist and they, they were trying to cut it strategically to cover <laughs> patches. And yeah. and I look back at old photos, uh, me and my wife, and I think, why didn't I just shave it sooner? Because it's so obvious, especially when the wind hits it. And uh, <laughs> um, the funny thing is, I do remember as well, when, when I did decide to just get it shaved, everyone's reaction was similar to what I thought, and that was, I should have done it sooner. You know, they said you should have done it sooner. It suits you, and and now mm. I look back and think, actually, yeah, it does suit me. I should have done it sooner, and True. yeah. It, so it's a very similar story, and I'm so much more comfortable like with it now. And looking back, thinking, why, why didn't you know? Why did I yeah. try and get these strategic haircuts? <laughs> um, but no, I think I think now I'm definitely more uh, self confident, I suppose, compared to to back then. Mm. Um, in my twenties, where uh, I was definitely, I felt I felt like probably more people were watching than they really were. If you know what I mean, it's it's one of those anxieties, I suppose. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It, I, I feel sometimes we we think people are paying attention to certain things, but they're really not. They're paying attention to themselves. And yeah, I, speaking of strategic haircuts, I used to get the fade. You know, where you um, <laughs> you fade the size and you just leave the top so that you can't tell that it's really it's thinning at the top. But um, anyway, uh, so the, the can-do thing that you're talking about, how, like, what was that? How, how did you even get to a point and say, okay, I'm, I'm gonna look at this can-do and sit here and think about my problems and then like what, what were you doing were you journaling about it or were you just doing it mentally so, and just so at the time i mean i, I don't think journal like now journaling is really popular i i don't mm. think it was even popular back then um at all no one mentioned journaling then and, and ultimately it was self-reflection it was just me sitting there thinking about stuff and yeah. even the ones i sell are, are big candles with a 40 hour burn time so you can use it for leisure Back then, I was right. using a tiny little tea light, you know. So, so mm. it was hard. It was a tiny little thing. I had hardly any burn time. Um, how did I, so? So it was an interesting one. I don't honestly know why I decided to turn the lights off and just stare at it. But I, I guess, and and when I speak to other people as well, there is something about just staring at a flame, which is just mm. so simple. Yeah. But it it does take you away from everything else, all of life's distractions. You know, it, it just it just watching a flickering flickering flame. It it does take you away from it. Um, and then in terms of coming up with the solutions, I think when you give yourself space to think about what's going on, making yourself more self aware, yeah. that's when answers come to you. And ultimately, I do believe people already know their answers, their own answers, mm. and yeah. it's usually hidden behind fear or hidden behind something else that they're not really willing to accept. Mm -hmm. So I think having that self-awareness just brings it out and, and it makes you a bit more prepared for it. Mm -hmm. That's that's excellent. I love that because that's one of the reasons why, well, that's the main reason why I became a life coach actually, because, you know, the, being a life coach is not like being a therapist, but you're, you're helping someone find the answers that they have within them. 
And I think for me, that's so fulfilling because if I, I, I can get someone to a point where they're like, oh, I didn't think of it that way, but I didn't give them advice. I just got them to a point where they can look at things from um, a third party perspective. I, I really love that. Um, so I think one of the, the, the most creative things that I found through the whole thing, because what um, your, 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 your brand is B-Man Candles, right? How do you pronounce it? Is it B man or B man? Like, how... <laughs> uh, so, so it actually stands for something, and I say B man. Um, mm -hmm. but, but I'm quite happy with people saying it's B man, because it is aimed at uh, men's personal development and mental wellness. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would say as well, though, even it is aimed at men. Uh, surprisingly, sixty-eight percent of my sales are female. Uh, I don't know if that shocks you or not, but it, it still shocks me. And I didn't realize that would be the case. And when talking to um, customers for feedback, it's wives buying it for their husbands to open up the conversation of mental health or right. mothers buying it for their sons to open up the conversation of mental health. Right. And that's great. You know, I, I think uh, you can look at it in two ways. I think that's absolutely amazing. It's great that uh, people are using it for that. But it also tells me that in the UK, men still aren't prepared to open up and talk about you know matters like this. So yeah, I just thought I'd share that. Um, and Sorry, yeah. that is my mission: is to try and flip that percentage in a way. You know, because mm -hmm. if if we can get yeah. more men comfortable like speaking up about mental health and not seeing it as a weakness, but actually they, as fuel to, to do more, which is what I use it for. Any sort of um, challenge is, is I take it on board and I just use it as fuel. And yeah. the more we can do that, I think that'd be better. Yeah. Let's no, pronounce Baman anyway. <laughs> Baman, okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, before I, because um, I, I think I've seen you somewhere else breaking down the acronym, which I would like you to break it down here as well. But, I just want to say, I, I'm, for me, it's similar because uh, I, I suppose for my mission, I, I realise that men are more likely to commit suicide, aren't they, than women. And that's basically from what you're saying. Men men are not as open as speaking about these things as uh, women are. And also, I feel sometimes when I make videos about men sharing their emotions with women, I get so much pushback. Men are like, what are you talking about? What? No, no, no. And I'm like, it's okay to just... Because I think, I suppose the misconception is I'm probably telling them to, I don't know, to to be, to cry all the time and to just like be more people. That's not what I'm saying. I suppose like it's trying to get that articulation clearly. Like, yes, we are emotional, but there's a different way of expressing that emotion. As long as we express it, that's good, but not just bottling it in, right? Um, yeah. But no, um, do you mind maybe breaking down your acronym for for the yeah, B-Man? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, so B-Man is B, so it's belief in everything I do, um, empathetic to people in need, meaningful in the way I live my life. Uh, sorry, meaningful in the way I live my life. A lot, meaningful in everything I do, alive in the way I yeah. live my life, and non-judgmental towards others. Wow. Um, how did that come so, about? That's amazing. So, so B-Man, the brand, it, it was about for all the times people have said to me, and other men, man up, grow some balls, be a man, all that sort of stuff. So that's where the name came from. 
but then I also wanted it to mean something else to me, which was in in much sense a direction. So a direction of what how I want to live my life, the values that I want to live my life with. And and that's uh that's what it means to me. Um so so it's all it's also it's it's basically a personal mission, I suppose, to to keep on track with those values. Uh, mm. and but at the same time, yeah, it, it stares me in the face every single time I see the brand. Then it just stares me in the face as a reminder, and uh, I can see it in the webcam actually. So, so all this, it, I, I, I make this. This is my commitment wall, and this stares me in the wow. face as a reminder too. And it's mm. basically goals, missions, um, different values in, in in my life right now, um, and that serves wow. as a reminder. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. No, I love it. I think the brand is is like minimalistic. I, I like the logo as well. Um, I, I mean, I do love candles as well. So, but it's not very common for guys to like candles, is it? Because for me, I, I just I don't know. I just like the how they set the vibe. But I've never actually just maybe or maybe I've done it. Not like you, well, where you just stare at it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. So, so before the brand and the company started i did a lot of research i researched for about a year and uh, when talking to men the, the most common thing was yeah i use candles i use my girlfriend's candles i use my wife's candles and i'm thinking to myself right there's got to be men's candles out here if everyone's using their girlfriend's and wife's candles there's got to be some out there and mm. truth is they're not that there's there's um sort of white labeled candles you'll get in john lewis and next which are obviously not theirs they just put bring them in and slap their their brand on it but there are not any high-end candles just dedicated to men so as well as that as being a us usp obviously i've got the wellness side of it as well and and it's bringing those two mm. together um so it's an interesting one where actually a lot of men do use candles and it's going to be a, a challenge to break that stigmatism of actually, yeah, you can have one yourself. You don't need to to be quiet and just use your, <laughs> use your partners. Um, yeah. But no, I, I think that times are changing. And, and when I look at the US, um, I believe things like culture and habits travel overseas. And with the US, the male candle market is huge. So I, I do believe we will, and, and obviously mental health and everything over there, especially mm. for men, they're more open to talking about it. So I do believe those sort of trends will come overseas one day as well. Mm. Um, no, I'm sure they will. It's only a matter of time. But um, <clears throat> so what are the sort of, what have you realised on, on this journey about maybe it's something that you... Um, that you didn't anticipate that has been in like an adverse effect from from this journey of yours yeah I, well probably the one i mentioned before where i was always trying to focus on on uh, men's sales but at the moment sales 68 percent of female um, and and i hadn't realized that was going to be the case mm. uh, but then i just see that as a mission to change it so that's that's been a big one also um so I started the company only in November 22 on International Men's Day. Yeah. Uh, so 19th of November 2022. And the sort of comments I get from people has, it's so motivating. It's been so overwhelming actually as well. And it's, that's, that's the sort of the added fuel as well. Just to see that, okay, people here are suffering and, in silence that you probably know this yourself as a life coach there's a lot of people out there 
who who are keeping quiet about all the issues that they're facing. But when they speak up about it, they realise that their their friends, their mates are actually kind of suffering from the same issues and stuff like that, you know. And that the whole message of Baman isn't um, for for me to to tell you what to do. Is for you to or the, the the user to gain the courage to just speak up to their to their loved ones, to the people they feel safe to do so with. And then doing so, you you realise that a lot actually resonates, and and this comes from when I did it. I there were there were times where I've had suicidal thoughts and I battled them myself and then overcome it. But then having discussions with friends, they were I I got the response of yeah I thought that too, and it's just like okay wow so so we're in a group we're all sat talking about all these other things. And behind it all, we're all suffering the same issues. Yeah. You know, whether the, the, the stress be financial um, or, or adjusting to, to having a child and family life, that, that first kid, the, the adjustment to, to having a first child where it feels like a lot of control of what you can do in a day gets taken mm. away from you. Um, yeah. It's a big adjustment. And and some people just aren't ready for it, but then they don't talk about it too, and and that's where the issue is. But yeah, so I think it's, those are the biggest things for yeah. me. Yeah, no, I it's agree. quite deep there. Um, I'm quite I'm deep sure. there. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is why we're doing it. The deepness is is I'm here for it. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you know Dave. Do you know Dave? He he is 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 one of the, I think his album was like we're all alone in this together. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Play on words there. But um, speaking of uh, fatherhood there and time, you kind of alluded to it, which is what was I was going to ask anyway, but I'm, I'm glad that you just pivoted into that. So I've heard you also mentioning, because uh, I've been trying to find you online, you're very conspicuous because I'm like, where is he? There's only like very short videos. I haven't seen like anything really long, uh, but there's something you mentioned, which is time. So when it comes to time, you, in, in, you just mentioned it, just now as well about you know that your when you have a, a child your first child time gets mm. absolutely stolen from you in some way so what um for so i i guess it's i don't for the sake of not trying to compounding questions maybe let's start with time itself how can giving yourself the time to reflect why is that why is that so important why is it important i giving yourself time to reflect allows you to make yourself aware of any situations that you may be facing now or are going to come up. And when you're ready for certain things, especially ones which are going to come up, is less of a hit, there's less of a blow because mm. you're prepared for it. Well, even that little bit prepared for it. Um, mm. So so that's what I do. I, I Every Monday morning, there I do self-reflect. I, I so it's one of the candles, but I'm happy to share it. And and it's what I do is I self-assess last week. I think about any mistakes or any things that I, I can improve on and lessons learned and and then make myself aware of it and what I need to change for the following week ahead. Um, there's so many different things that I, I suppose journal about and, and do things like that. Um, any fears, any fears that I've got coming up or... or Levels of stress, I, I do the same thing. 
Um, and, and in terms of time management as well, probably one of the most important, because all of us have a lot on, but one of the most important things I do is a concept, which I think is in one of my videos, I, I call it the lead domino. You heard of this? Hmm. So, <laughs> Briefly, yeah, but please. Cool. So, so every morning I ask myself, or will write down, what's my lead domino? And a lead domino is one task which will have a knock-on effect to doing more things. And it's usually, the it's not always the biggest task, but it's the one we're avoiding the most usually. And I always try to complete my lead domino first. So completing my lead domino first actually gives me this massive sense of achievement before I've even finished the rest of my day. And then everything else that follows... Right. You you do it with so much positivity, whereas usually what people do is they do it the other way around. The thing they need to do the most, or sometimes the, the thing they fear the most, they leave it towards the end and they do all the easy wins first. And and this mm. this important one gets knocked onto the next day or the next week or the next month. So so I basically do the opposite. Mm. I encourage yeah. others to do the same. Start <laughs> with the easiest one. You get that more momentum, right? <clears throat> just just start with the one which uh, means the most to you. And that, that's your lead domino, the one that has the knock-on effect mm. to to doing more. Yeah. Okay. No, that's brilliant. I love that. I love that. Um, so when it comes to, because you have a business and a family, uh, I know because I recently, um, my cousins who are my age have families now and they're, you know, they're, they're employed. And, I can tell that sometimes time just like slips away like sand, right? It just drips from your face. So how are you, what's your like, because there's a lead domino as well, but how are you juggling a business and family life and just, and yourself as well? Because like we said, right, you need time for yourself, time for the business. Like, so how are you managing to pocket and compartment compartmentalize all those things? Yeah. Um, so, so me and my wife, we, we, we got to understand it is a team effort. And if I'm having time to myself, she needs to have time to herself too. And and that's the most important thing. <clears throat> what, one thing, um, a little share actually. So years ago, I've, I've had other businesses in the past and I would work myself into the ground. I thought I had a great mindset, but what it actually was, was grind set. And I'd grind myself into the ground trying to get loads of different things done. And it got to a point where it starts affecting family life and relationships. And then what would happen then, and I'm sure people resonate with this pattern, that momentum you had for work just stops because all of your personal life is just caught up with you and all the issues which you're just leaving behind constantly just caught up. Yeah. Now, I recognise that that's not the way to do it and it is better to have a balance and continue so so rather than working really fast and working really hard it's actually better to have a slower momentum but manage everything else around it equally and then what that happens what happens then is you don't have that sudden stop in your life every time you burn out it's burnout basically so mm -hmm. i i think it's understanding that i know i don't even think it's completely understanding that and accepting that things can happen slower and it's okay rather than being in a rush to get everything done thinking that's the right way because it really isn't when you leave start when it starts affecting your personal life especially with family um mm. 
and also it, it is planning so so it's really ensuring that you communicate with your partner and and making sure that what you plan to do for the week ahead is okay or for the month and because yeah yeah you know so you, you've got your own business there'll, there'll be times where you're going to be away or there'll be things which pop up and like i said it's a team effort you know you, you you've both got to work at it together it's not just you on your own like watch me on my own yeah. it's um mm -hmm. it's making sure you you everything is balanced throughout your family because that's why we do it at the end of the day isn't it you're not right. just doing it for yourself you're doing it for the people we love that's right yeah um, I agree with that. So to kind of tie in something we, we, uh, we mentioned earlier about sharing your feelings with your partners and stuff like that, how do you rectify then? Okay, you've, you've got yourself to a point where now you're burning out, everything is falling apart. Uh, what, what was your way of rectifying everything? How, um, of course, you said communication, but maybe can you dive a little deeper into how to navigate that um, situation? Yeah, um, so I, I would say we've been together for for a long time now. We, we've been together 14 years, so she can kind of tell when when I'm getting quite stressed, I suppose. Um, mm. But the most important thing is that it is communication at the end of the day. And, and the, those evenings when we put the little one to bed and we're sat there talking, it's making sure we do talk and not turn on netflix or or not do the usual let, let's chill out and and watch something on tv um just giving that uh, allowing that little bit of space of time to allow whatever conversation comes out to come out because mm. nice. because when the tv right. isn't on things will come out you know and and both from both sides and the the most yeah. important thing though is when it comes out is it is talking about it saying about it with empathy because <laughs> otherwise otherwise it may start an argument so so be, being empathetic and understanding is really important too right um, it's not easy and <laughs> let's be honest yeah. it isn't easy um but yeah. but it's vital but yeah sure so is there in terms of, you said you've been together for 14 years, which is a long time, by the way. Congratulations. Some marriages don't even last that long. So <laughs> you've done well. So we've been married for um, for five years. We've been married, but yeah, we've been actually together yeah. 14. Wow. Strong. That's going strong. So is there a certain way, I've heard, was it uh, Brene Brown, I think, she was saying that she tells her partner, like they have this way of communicating, like she comes in the house and like, today I'm a strong 20, you know, uh, out of 100. And he's like, oh, I'm like a 40, right? And they meet each other where they are. So is there a version of that that you do with your um, with your partner? And No, there, there isn't. I've not actually heard of this one. Um, no. But but no, there isn't. So so we, we just try to uh, make sure there's times where there's less distractions so those conversations can come out. Um, but I, I like that concept though, and I can see that working, and uh, that's great. Um, one one thing we we try to do, and admittedly we don't uh, do it that often now, and it's really important actually. Uh, but my friends still do it, and this is great. And it's called a monthly relationship check in. 
and is what it is is it's checking in with your relationship wow. so okay it's a set series of questions uh which you go through together and mm. answer together uh, so they can be based around um helping around around the house helping with kids sex life um loads of different things and it goes quite deep mm. but having those conversations that really helps as well and, and i do recommend that wow that's powerful i love that um yeah monthly relationship check-ins okay yeah. i um yeah I'll, I'll consider them as well once i get to that point <laughs> i love that so <laughs> In terms of um, kind of going all over the place here, but if we talk about the men's mental health thing, I remember earlier I misspoke as well. I kind of said you were doing something general, but we're doing exactly the same thing, aren't we? <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, the when it comes to men, so if they buy the candle, they get the QR, they get the worksheet. And so what, um, do they get the community as well? alongside that or is it only yeah, so, for them to so that's only just started actually uh this week so, so that's good timing so um that was one thing um oh. they were saying to me was well when they were using the candle at the end of it they were they were buzzing they were great they the the worksheet was great and there's longevity there but then there's no one to talk to after so so yeah i have i have sorry guys it's you know sorry to everyone it has taken a bit longer but there is a community now and um, it's advertised on the website, and it's a WhatsApp community for now. So you can, you can contact me anytime, and um, everyone's you know, we're on there. And the the idea of the community actually mm -hmm. is to check in. So uh, it's, it's a process called checking in, and at the start of the week or at the end of the week, it's about checking in with your highs and lows. So any sort of emotions you're feeling, it's just putting it out there. Yeah. And it's a, it's a powerful thing. It is, I, I do it all the time uh, with my other groups and it makes you very aware of what's going on. And when you put it out there, as you'll know from your life coach, and you've got that accountability set mm -hmm. to it then. So yeah. it means you can work on it, you know, rather than just having it at the back of your mind thinking, oh, it's an issue, but... Um, I say it's at the back of my mind. It's not now. It's on the forefront. People can see it. And mm. because of that, it, it, people usually um, will work on it then. Uh, but the most important thing about the community or any community, especially around wellness, is to create a non-judgmental space. And right. and that's what the, the WhatsApp group is really about. So checking in in a non-judgmental space. Mm -hmm. So... When I um, when I was in, in Beijing, I was hosting events for men, but I was struggling a little bit with the topics because the topics you don't want to, I don't, because for me, I'm different, you know, as because I feel we're similar in the sense that, you know, we are able to go to the places that some men wouldn't want to go necessarily, right? So for me, um, I wouldn't mind talking about the inner child or like inner conflicts, but I found it quite difficult to get topics that men are attracted to right or to get like a, um, a dynamic or something that men are like oh i'd love to try that so for you in terms of candles what um what do they also then in the group what what's the what what's the like other dynamics in the group there are they the before the check-ins is, is it just 
somewhere where people can just throw in what they feel or their progress or like what's um what are they expecting to kind of benefit from that or, or how are you getting them to a point where they can you know be open enough to start talking that's see that's the big challenge isn't it that is the big mission there and I hope people find it themselves like I did and I know that speaking up without fear of judgment about any pains that I've had in my life have actually flipped that pain <laughs> so so actually flipped that pain into um, fuel mm. and that's what I hope for other people at the end of the day is understanding that by recognising certain pains they then have a choice of what they want to do with that whether they want to use it as fuel and motivation or whether they still want to use it as something to, to hide at the end of the day um, one, one thing I would touch on though with with men I, I do think it is that it, there does sometimes there does have to be a big pain point where you then you suffer a bit of pain then you just go right that that's it I've had enough of this now right new chapter of my life let's go on and and I think when people get to that point there's a lot more inner confidence to, to just get just get stuff done you know and and it's getting people to that point right? recognizing their pain and suffering whether they write it down or speak about it and then think right this is now the new chapter of my book and that changes a lot for people. Yeah. Sure. So it's the it's deciding to sort of flip the page because you want to be a different kind of man then, yeah? Yeah, completely. And and it's making sure they flip it themselves rather than being forced to flip it, isn't it? Mm. Um and and when you see other people deciding to start new chapters around you. I think that's where the motivation, so within the community, that's where the motivation comes to to do it yourself, isn't it? When you're surrounded by like-minded men, men, which are mm -hmm. doing that, you think, right, now it's my turn. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Um, so, I mean, what would you, what would you say to, or, or what would be your advice to someone? Because I, I feel for men, it's generally, we like you said you know we tend to wait until we get to oh shit right if it's a little bit uncomfortable we just ah, we, we brush it off until it gets to that level of an uh, of being unbearable so how are there any steps one can take i mean first of all yes it's finding that community but what are those immediate steps that someone can take before things get to that that level yeah um so, so this I was on a podcast uh, a few months ago, and and this point was raised, and and it was very interesting actually because I hadn't thought about it before. But um, if you consider your friendship groups when you're in a big group, the conversation topics in a big group are very different to ones when you're in a smaller group, and the smaller group more often than not is when you're driving home from some sort of event, and it's just two of you in the car. And then you've got that long drive home and mm. there's just two people sat you and your mates out in the car. The conversation topic is very different then, you know? Um, right. 
I believe that just simple things like that, starting the conversation topics when you've got those intimate settings where it's just one of your mates, that is the early steps of being able to speak up and share with, with a bigger crowd of people that you don't know. Um, so, so I always do say, yeah, let definitely share with loved ones, but make sure it's in the, in the right environment to, to do so. And the fact is your friends, your mates, your loved ones, they've been around you for years and in a one-to-one setting, you'll be very surprised with how much will resonate with whatever you share. Wow. Yeah, that's very wise. Great. Yeah. So just utilize your loved ones in a small setting. <laughs> Good. Okay. No, that's cool. And I, I, um, so it'd be important to add here as well, actually, they, there are going to be times where um, you, you may need med- medical help or further assistance, uh, but having that initial talk with a loved one will then allow them to support you if you do need to go further with that. Yeah, mm. that's true. Um, I love that because I think usually it doesn't occur to us. I think even with sexual health, sometimes some men don't even think to go until it's, it's like, oh, I can't even sleep or I can't even pee, right? But they saw it like developing. So it's quite similar in that sense. But I love the idea about utilizing your loved ones because some men might not be inclined to go to the GP or somewhere, right? Well, to seek professional help but from someone who they're comfortable with that they they've known all their life it's like okay let me see if i can open up that um space for for her or him uh i initially um think that it's important for us to to go on this journey and to be very sort of receptive as well like for me i know that i'm 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 different in the sense that I'm open and I'm I'm um I'm, I'm always trying to flip that page as you said right I'm always trying to flip that page to get to that um place deeper within myself and I know that not everybody is the same not every man thinks this, the way I think so it's trying to put myself in the shoes of the guy who's macho macho and manning up and like thinking no I don't need that so um the alpha. what <laughs> yeah the alpha I guess. <laughs> What is um what are the challenges you found around that? Because for example, candles, right? I love candles, but then most men don't. So what how what what are your are the main challenges with that that you found? So one thing I know for sure is that the truth always comes out eventually. Mm. And I've learned that it's easier to be transparent and share the truth early so we can just get on with the next thing. And um, with with the macho or alpha male, uh, it doesn't tend to be that way. They, they, there's a lot of stereotypes um, which they hold on to, and it is generational. Uh, my, my dad is is one of them. He would he he doesn't talk about his problems. He doesn't talk about his health. You know, and um, although it has been changing since I've developed this brand, he is he is that part of the, that that generation, and and I do believe it is changing. But we we do have males which are our age, which are holding on to the previous generation where they didn't talk about this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but the most important thing there, and and the takeaway is the truth does come out eventually. Nice, 
That's brilliant. The truth comes out eventually. <laughs> no matter how much you try to bottle it up, it's just gonna, it, yeah, it's gonna find a way to, to come out. So, okay, uh, as you kind of wrap up here, I don't want to take too much of your time. What's your, what's your favorite scent in your, in your, a few candles? <laughs> um, so there's one called Uplifting. And that's a really nice one at the moment because because it's a bit hotter. It's it's summer, so so uplifting is more citrus citrus based. Um, so so on the website is is it's quite nice actually. So so rather than the traditional candle where you just pick your scent, you you pick your scent, and then you pick your wellness topic. Yeah. So so for the scent though, yeah, uplifting, and right. then um, I, I if I if I had to pick a topic which I really uh, enjoyed making. Um, it would be the gratitude yeah. one, um, especially when I talk to people mm. about gratitude. There's a lot in that video, um, which people will be able to really resonate with. Why gratitude? So, so in today's world, it's so easy to compare, especially with social media. Mm. And there's always a want. There's always a want this. I want this. I want the next thing. And with the gratitude one, it, it gives you a chance to, to slow down and take in what you already have around you and, mm. and appreciate that. And, and that's yeah. why it's really important to me because all these candles are from past experiences and, and I was definitely one of them which used to compare a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and now the tables have turned. I, I'm so grateful for everything that I have around me. And yeah. how much, as a result, that the amount of empowerment I get from that to continue to do other things, to continue to help other men is, is amazing. So, so that's why the gratitude one's really important to me. Right, nice. Um, okay, I, I love that because as I think it reminded me of something you said earlier, that the teachers, you said the teachers are younger than you. Um, <laughs> You know, that, that makes me realize that we are old. We're old now, right? We're not boys anymore. So what would be, since you're also on this journey of, I've seen, you know, because you create content and you have a business and you have a family. So, and you just mentioned something so key about comparing yourself and stuff like that. What will be your message to the young people who are content creating? Young, actually, no. That's not fair. The young men, because I feel like women, women have enough, enough, right? There's enough going for them. They have yoga groups and, you know, so, so let's focus on the men. What's your message to the young men who wish to be established and, you know, all of this, so they're con creating content, they're starting a business, they're starting families. What would be your message to them? Yeah, great. Do you know, that's a great question, actually. Um, so speaking from experience here, in terms of momentum, when you're running a business, right? I, I've started businesses that I wasn't really passionate about, but I saw a market gap to make money, okay? And uh, there's so many people starting their own businesses, doing different things right now. And for momentum, the best thing to do is to start a business which you are passionate about and that you feel is a bit of your purpose. Because otherwise the momentum dries up Especially when you're content creating, because you'll know this, creating content and putting it out there is mm. so long and laborious and it takes a lot out of you. Okay. Yep. So doing it based on something you're passionate about has to be a foundation of that. Because otherwise, 
is so it is going to be soul destroying. So so to the young ones out there, um, who are putting in the work and doing the hours like like we are, make sure you're doing it with something you're passionate about. And 10, 15 years down the line, you're still going to be passionate about it. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, no, I love that. Uh, because yesterday I was, I think, was it yesterday or Monday? I was doing something. I think I was editing a video and I was like, this is a lot, man. Like, I just like, I felt it. But I was like, you know what? Like, there's a reason why I'm doing this and it's not even about me. So that kind of gave me a little bit of a, okay, just keep, just keep pushing, keep pushing. And that moment that I had earlier this week is just so perfect for what you said, because that passion that it's not even about you, it's about, you know, serving, it's going to drive you when, like you said, momentum dries up and things get a little bit too heavy. So thank you so much for that. Um, all right. Yeah, so do you know what, how... I, I think as a foundation, right, all of us, in terms of purpose, we just want to help with people's pains. And and that's what any business is. When you look at a business, it's solving someone's pain. And if you're passionate about solving that person's pain, that's it. You you've you've cracked it and you you've found your your goal in life. Nice. Yeah, man, I, I, I can tell that you love what you do as well. Like you said, you have reminders on the wall. And, you know, like so uh, it's great. Um, it's really good to kind of catch up. And thank you so much for coming into the podcast here and sharing your thoughts. So before you leave, where can people find you? And I mean, I've been to your website. I love it. I'm going to purchase some stuff soon. I love the candle set as well that you have. <laughs> Very aesthetic. I love Cheers, it. So man. where can people find you? Yeah, so the website is www.bemancandles.co.uk um on social media too so tiktok uh instagram linkedin uh posts get put up on there so one thing i've always done since i was in my early 20s is kept a journal and written down quotes so i'm dyslexic so i can't really write long diaries or stuff so i've always written down quotes and on social media i share these quotes now so they're sort of you, you've seen it like 10 second 20 second snippets of these quotes and what they mean yeah. to me um so mm. people really like that well, that's brilliant. No, um, I'm, 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 I'm so curious to see how far we're gonna go on this men's mental health journey, and yeah, no, thank, thank you for coming on here, Ricky, and uh, yeah, appreciate you. I hope we can uh, maybe come back on later on and we'll see where you are, touch base a year later, see how things I'd are going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a weird sort of place, really. Things keep happening every month. Something big keeps happening, and it's just like, oh wow, oh wow, right, and you're taken away from by it. So, mm. so doing that in the future, I think, will be will be good fun to to see yeah. the, the journey i've enjoyed our yeah, chat really thank you yeah no I've, I've enjoyed our chat as well so thank you so much for coming ricky cheers cheers